Welcome back to the QW podcast for episode number 10. We're going to be doing something a little different. So I don't have a guest today. It's just going to be me. And we're going to do a little listener appreciation. So I got some questions from folks that listen in. And I'll try to get through those. And I also have some people to thank for helping me out along the way. And yeah, get I guess I'll get started. Oh, hopefully the audio is a little better this time around. I got a new uh, mixer board courtesy of Adam Bridges from Sports and Stuff. So hopefully it turns out a little better this time around. Got, let's see. First question is, what do I think of Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? Oh, man. I think, I don't know. I think the trade value was probably pretty low for Rodgers just because he's an older quarterback and he wanted out anyway. So I think that it probably worked out okay for both sides. I think the Packers probably got what he's worth. Uh, I think the Jets, I'm ready to be proven wrong because I don't have anything against the Jets, but... I think they might be overvaluing themselves a little bit. I'm not so sure that they're ready to go all in and try to win now, but I hope they do. I wouldn't mind if the Jets won. They've been not good for a long time, so I'm always in for a team to mix it up. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm pretty worried about the Packers' offense, though, because they don't really have any weapons for love to throw to. Uh, I guess they got one or two young receivers. I think they drafted one last night too, but uh, is it Lazard? Who's the one left from? Uh, he was a rookie or second year last year for Rodgers, but yeah, I think they've got one guy left and then one of them's gone, but I think it was really probably a pretty fair trade. I just worried that the Jets aren't going to win now, then they just wasted picks, so they're not going to win later either. But appreciate the question. Next one, um, let's see. What's my end goal for the podcast? Oh, I don't really have an end goal for it. Um, trying to read through all the questions, but it looks like this one kind of relates to at what point would you quit doing the podcast? I don't really have like a time frame in mind where I want it to be. I don't know. Like I don't have a benchmark at any point in time. Of like, this is when I want 1,000 downloads. This is when I want a sponsor. I don't have anything in mind like that. As long as I'm getting guests on that I enjoy talking to, I guess I'll keep doing it. Um, so that would be when I would quit, I guess. Is if I'm not getting the quality of guests to come on that I want, that would probably be, that would be frustrating for me. Because that was the second part to that question is, from uh, at what point would you quit the podcast? Um, yeah. So I guess that would be it, as if I'm not getting... Because the, the goal for the whole thing is I want to have people on to give them a platform for their small businesses or whatever organization they're representing. I want to give people a platform to support their passions, but I also want people listening to to be able to learn from that and... Well, maybe get some inspiration in what they want to do for a living. So if I'm not able to provide that for the people listening and the quality of guest drops, that's probably when I'll look into stop doing the podcast. But hopefully far from that. I really, 
I really have enjoyed it so far. I know in the the last podcast with uh, Jacob Seppo, when we just reversed roles, he asked me why the podcast... Well, he said, why is the work important to you for the podcast? And I said it's not, which kind of came across wrong, because what I meant by that was it's not really that important to me like to get a ton of downloads or whatever. I just... I mean, it. the podcast itself is important to me just because I enjoy it, and I think... I think my cause is pretty good. Like I want to, I'm going to tap into hopefully some nonprofit stuff and have some people on from nonprofit organizations. So stuff like that is definitely important to me. And I just wanted to clarify that because I definitely answered that question, not in the way that I wanted it to be answered. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Um, what's your approach to being a podcast host? What are you trying to get out of hosting? I think this question had a little more to it. Um, He was asking if I'm trying to have guests on that, I will, I would like to challenge or people uh, like I'm trying to learn from them. And I guess it's more the one like I'm trying to learn from them. Uh, I don't really have a ton of interest in having people on that. I just disagree on a lot of things and we just sit here and argue Because honestly, I don't think that I'm someone that could change anybody's mind about most things. So, um, I guess I'd like to learn just more about how people chose to do what they do and how they get into different fields. Because, I mean, I meet a lot of people through work and everything. And that's kind of like the first question you ask people when you meet them, right? Is you want to know what they do for a living? And I, no one ever asks, like, how did you get in? I mean, you do if you're trying to build a relationship with someone. Maybe you'll ask, like, why they do what they do or how they got into it. But just in, like, everyday conversation, you don't really get that deep into it. And then you just walk around. I don't know. I just walk around with all this useless information of what people do. And it's good for talking points. When I, if I meet them again, then we have something to talk about. But it doesn't really mean anything. Cause I don't know like what sparked their interest in it. Just, it's, it's just really surface level to just know what people do. So I think, uh, digging a little deeper is, so far it's helped me and hopefully it's helped some people that listen to it too. Uh, let's see. Next question. We're flying through these go in depth in depth on any topic you really love. Oh man. Baseball is kind of the first thing that comes to mind. So I guess I'll do that. That's kind of tough on the spot right there. Um, Oh, I know what I want to do is I want to address all these Cardinals fans that are really crapping on our team so far. I think this is definitely a squad that Mosellock has put together that can make a turnaround throughout the year. I mean, we've got guys underperforming right now, like, Arenado's hit 260 or something like that, and his OPS sucks. And the starting pitching has definitely turned it around, but the first two times through the rotation, that was really rough. I don't I don't think it's anything Marmol has done wrong either. I mean, he's it's kind of annoyed me that he keeps rolling out the same lineups every day, and we haven't really been scoring enough the last couple of weeks. The pitching's been better. Now the offense is cold. But I don't think it's really been his fault. Um, that's just kind of what happens when you're in a cold streak as a team. 
sometimes you give up too many runs, sometimes you don't score enough. And I don't know, they just they just couldn't buy a win there for a while. But they had a good night last night, or a good day yesterday, I guess it was a day game. And they're headed to L.A., and the Dodgers just dropped a game or two to the Cubs, so they're not on fire. Not that the Cubs are a bad team, but it is nice to play someone that's lost a game or two out of the last three. So, yeah, I believe in this team still. And the narrative that it's the starting pitcher's the starting rotation's fault is getting really old. That hasn't been true since the second week of the season or so. Uh, I think it's a good thing that Walker got sent down just because it gives more time for the other outfielders to get some playing time. It's hard to remember that we're so early into the season because the Cardinals are so used to winning all the time. And it's just it's hard for these outfielders to catch a rhythm when they're only playing two out of four days. If you only play two out of three games and then you get an off day. Like, how are you going to catch a rhythm at the beginning of the year playing four times a week? That's tough. So hopefully Walker being sent down will give some, give a better opportunity for guys like uh, O'Neill and Carlson to, to get some more at bats. Carlson's tough though, too. Cause man, that guy's been a prospect for way too long. He needs to, needs to start getting some hits, needs to start hitting some with some power. Cause I thought that was kind of the thing when, when he came up was that he didn't really have any weaknesses in his game. And I I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he was ever going to be a guy that hit 300 with 30 home runs and a hundred RBIs or whatever. But man, I thought, I thought he would be at a point now where he's hitting 270 with 20 or 25 home runs every year. And that hasn't happened. So hopefully getting some more at bats, and I know last year he was pretty banged up too, but hopefully the increased at-bats with Walker sent down will give him a little boost. I think that's pretty much my Cardinals rant. Contreras is finally starting to turn around. I wish they would go back and get rid of some of these rule changes that the MLB has made. I like the pitch clock and the runner on second, the ghost runner in extra innings is kind of growing on me, but... It is a way too easy to steal bases right now. It's just, it's getting out of hand. I saw, might not be true anymore. It's probably been like a week and a half or two weeks since I saw this stat. But it said Ricky Henderson's career stolen base percentage was 81%. And the MLB average at that point was 82%. That was ridiculous that the average baseball player's successful at a higher rate than the greatest base stealer of all time. So I hope they, I don't know if it's the bigger bases or the limited throwovers or what's going on, but the Cardinals can't, I love Brandon Crawford. That guy was an unbelievable defender for a long time, but he's still a base. He's still second yesterday without a throw. And this is a guy, he is not in his prime, right? And even when he was, I mean, he is a good athlete, but I don't remember him being known for his speed, just an excellent defender, but no disrespect to him, but it's just getting out of hand that these guys are stealing bags without throws or standing up. And I think it, uh, that's kind of been what's holding the Cardinals back a little bit too, is I don't, it just doesn't feel like they're stealing enough bases. seems like every time I turn the game on, the other team's swiping more bags than we are. I'd be kind of curious to see where our rank is. Oh, across the whole baseball, across the whole MLB. I think that's my baseball rant. That was a good idea to, to talk about something that I really love. Appreciate that. 
If you could do anything with no consequences, what three things would you do? Oh, boy. No consequences. Um, I think I'd probably steal something cool, like a cool car. Just to, I don't know, I always thought that was a cool crime to commit. Let's grant that thought out. And that would be the first thing, too. If I ever got rich, it would be like, that's the one thing I'd go big on is cool cars. So that would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. Three is kind of a lot of things. I might have to come back and see if I could come up with the other two along the way. What is some advice you would offer for someone trying to get a hold of their life? Wow. I don't know that I'm someone that's qualified to give anybody advice on how to get their life together, but... Um, I guess the most common thing when like my friends text me or call me or whatever, and they say that they haven't been doing very well lately, is just people don't spend enough time doing stuff that they enjoy. Like I had this girl I was friends with in high school. She texted me. It's been a while now. It's probably been like a year since this happened, but she texted me and said that she's just been feeling a little depressed lately. I was like, okay, what do you like to do in your free time? And she's like, oh, I like to read and uh, do photography I like to take pictures and then I think it was something else like draw or paint or whatever I was like when's the last time you did any of those things and she said oh, I guess it's been a while I was like yeah just like take a day like after class or whatever and just go to the bookstore and browse some books or read a few pages at the bookstore and maybe get yourself a new book and then oh I think it was walking it wasn't drawing or painting so then she like went on a walk the next day, and then she's like, wow, I'm starting to feel it. So people just, I guess you just get busy, and if you've got, like, school, work, family, whatever else is going on, you just kind of forget about the things that you actually enjoy to do, and if you don't do them enough, then, yeah, obviously you're not going to be happy. If you're not spending any time being happy, then that's the way it goes. So that's why the podcast has been kind of cool for me, because it's, like, I've got a lot going on with school and work and baseball, and I uh, just moved out finally and trying to keep up with my family, and I don't know, it just adds up. So the podcast is cool because it's something that I can do from home. Like, even all the podcast preparation, all the research and everything is on the computer, and then I have someone over the all nine episodes until this one I've been with a guest, but they come over, and then they're here for, like, two or two and a half hours or whatever, and then it's over and I've spent time doing something that I enjoy to do. And it's something that I can, um, I can kind of pick out of my schedule when I'm able to work on it. So this has been pretty cool. That would be my advice for someone that's, uh, just having a rough time or feeling a little down is just give yourself some time to do something you enjoy or, you know, take an afternoon or an evening and do something that makes you happy. That was a good question. That was kind of cool. Let's see here. Um, what can colleges do better to help students that don't learn well online? Okay, this one, it hits home for me. So my, um, I guess it wasn't my first semester of college. I graduated high school in 2020 in the COVID year. And uh, my first semester, I did it online and then second semester of college, I went to Idaho State, which is in Pocatello. If you listen to the last podcast, we kind of kind of hinted on my hatred for Pocatello. But honestly, that was part of it was 
going to college during the pandemic and having to do stuff online, that was that was not good for me. And then part of it was that people used the pandemic as an excuse to be lazy too. Like professors were canceling class more than they do now and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm sure I did it too, but people really used that pandemic to slack off. Anyway, helping students that have to learn online. Um, there's not really a whole bunch that can be done because I think that's just kind of the direction that the world is moving in is more stuff is going to be online. And I don't know. I struggle with that. I think probably the people that don't do well with the online classes are people that could be going into f like manual labor kind of fields. And that's something that's really short these days is, I mean, everyone's looking for workers and I think there's just too big of an influx of people going to college, honestly. I kind of feel like maybe I was in that boat of people that went to college just because that's what I assumed that I was supposed to do after high school. But yeah, I think if you don't do well online, that's just such a big part of school now. And there's so many great jobs out there for people that don't go to college. Like there's, I mean, these manual labor jobs pay pretty well or military or something like that. But I guess that's the only way that I can think of off the dome to figure out how to help these kids that don't do well online. Cause that was me. I sucked at doing college online. And luckily my second semester of my senior year in high school, that's when the pandemic hit and we switched to online, but no one was prepared for that. Like teachers didn't know how to do that. And then I think, uh, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was on a Friday was our last day of in-person class. And my English teacher was like, this is the last time that I'm going to see you guys. And this was like, before they had even made the announcement that school was closing down, he was like, I feel like this is going to be it. And then I don't think a lot of teachers realized that. And then by Monday, it was like, okay, we're not going back to school anymore. But that didn't give teachers any time to prepare or to tell kids that kind of their plan for continuing the education. So honestly, I don't even remember having to do school from when the pandemic hit until we graduated. I think I just had some online meetings for that English class. Basically, as much as anything, it was just like a mental health check-in to see how everyone was doing. And I kind of missed a lot of those because I ended up getting a, an additional part-time job. But anyway, yeah, I think that would be it. would just be um, maybe stop encouraging kids to go to, to go to college that aren't cut out to go to college. And that would help the, the folks that might be not be doing well with all the online homework and online lectures and all that. See what else we've got going on here. Who are some mentors or people you look up to? This is probably going to catch some controversy because um, some of these people are under attack in the media or whatever, but I guess I consider it one of my biggest strengths, but maybe it's maybe it's more of a weakness. But I'm pretty good at um, kind of seeing the best in people, and then I I take kind of what benefits me from those people and run with it. And then I don't know. I don't know how to really explain it very well, but um, maybe if I just start like someone like 
uh, let's see who's controversial. Someone like Joe Rogan is kind of inspirational to me as someone like starting a podcast. And I mean, there's he says things that I disagree with, and I think sometimes he agrees. Like he's got he does what I do too, where uh, both of us kind of play. Not to compare myself to him, but he does what similar to what I do is kind of playing devil's advocate. So he disagrees with everybody. Right. And then if he has somebody that's more politically charged on his podcast, he kind of tends to naturally disagree with them just because that's how you learn. Right. That's how I learn is you try to, you try to find a counter argument to what someone's saying, and then it forces them to dig a little bit deeper. And where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So he definitely says some things that I disagree with whether it's on purpose or not, but it's ridiculous to say that someone like that is not inspirational because he's got, he does the podcast and he's obviously successful at that. It's the biggest podcast of all time. And he does stand up comedy. He's pretty good at that. He's got all these Netflix specials and he keeps up with his family. He's in fantastic physical condition. He does the UFC stuff. He's great at that. And honestly, the UFC owes him a lot for how much it's grown because <clears throat> he talks about it on the podcast. And honestly, for me, that's a big reason why I started watching UFC. And I know a lot of other people are the same way. So it's it's dumb to say that someone like that isn't someone that people should look up to because he's great at so many different things. And just because someone says some stuff that you might not agree with doesn't mean that you can't be inspired by uh, their productivity and the successes that they've had. So I guess that's a good example of me being able to take away some positives from people and not ignore the negatives. Cause I mean, they definitely come into play, but just cause someone has some negatives to them doesn't mean that they're not worth listening to. So I'd say that about Jordan Peterson too. Um, I guess that ties in also with the question about advice that I would give to someone trying to get their life together is Jordan Peterson's really big on just do something, right? Go clean your room or go do the dishes or take your pet for a walk or go to the park or whatever. So yeah, just doing anything, but also Jordan Peterson is, uh, he says stuff about climate change that I don't necessarily agree with, but he's affected a lot of people that I know personally in positive ways. So he's definitely someone that inspires me. Same for the same reasons. I appreciate it when successful people are also able to slow down and pay attention to their family. And it seems like he's done a good job raising his, I don't know if he has multiple kids or just the daughter, but it seems like he's done a good job raising them. And he talks about his family a lot. And another reason I respect a lot of people like that is because they stand up for what they believe in, even though people are telling them to, to not, and it might be better for their career to not right? like Peterson's, uh, psychology license was temporary up in jeopardy, temporarily up in jeopardy for some tweet that he made. But yeah, so people that stand up for what they believe in. Um, I listen to or watch, I guess I don't listen to that one. I more watch it on YouTube, but this other podcast called fresh and fit. And um, they kind of, they have like this panel of women on usually sometimes they'll have a guy on too. Like uh, Andrew Tate was on there and Sneeko was on there. But they basically talk to these girls about what they do and then try to explain to them what men look for in relationships or what 
what they specifically those the two hosts what they look for in a relationship or look for in a woman um shoot now i completely lost my train of thought this is kind of hard honestly to do a podcast by yourself and then you have to like i don't know keep tying it all together as you go and it's just as hard in my opinion as so far in my one pod half a podcast i've done it's just as hard as talking to someone listening to what they're saying but also formulating the next question it's that's actually pretty tough so i apologize i don't remember where i was going with the fresh and fit thing um oh maybe people that inspire me i don't know it's been a rough week i've got the other installer at my job is out of town the other blind installer has gone so i'm picking up a little slack there and next week is finals week and um my mom was not doing so good she's she's recovering nicely now thankfully but yeah it's just been got a lot of stuff going on up top <laughs> so i apologize i completely lost hopefully i didn't disrespect anybody's question i might have to maybe i'll pause it at the end and go back and listen and come back to it that's pretty bad it's funny other people that inspire me um I'd be lying if I didn't include my parents in there. I mean, they work pretty hard, and I know that they do it just to, to help out my brother and I, but, well, brothers, I guess just me and my little brother now. My older brother's doing pretty good. Um, let's see, who else inspires me? I don't know. I guess that's the, those are probably the top people. Um Actually, Adam Adam Bridges, uh, he hosts sports and stuff podcast, but he invited me down yesterday. Yesterday morning, I went to see their studio, and man, it was crazy. They do they do video, and they've got uh, I don't even know what you call those lighting things for photography. You know, you used to have them like when you go to your school pictures or whatever, and then it does the big flash thing. But it's like constantly on so that it keeps the lighting even for their for their video that's the best way i can think to describe it that's sad i'm not on my a game today so yeah he invited me down and that that honestly inspired me quite a bit they do video and everything that was quite the operation they have going on down there they have shoot what are those those light things for photography called where they had them like when you used to go get your picture taken for school pictures and it did the big flash i don't know like that big white thing that's the horrible way of describing it but that's what it is they've got two of those and they do yeah they do pretty well so that was that was really nice of him and then he gave me this mixer board too which is kind of why the audio is better hopefully it's better at least um that was really inspiring i really came back home and i was like i need to i need to put some more effort into my podcast so shout out to adam and carter over at sports and stuff they do a good job check out their podcast I'll do some shout outs to Ben Friedman, who I had on my podcast. He's been really cool about, um, like I made a, I made a YouTube short Instagram reel thing out of the podcast I did with him and he reposted that. And then he reposted my post when I had him on. Cause I put on Instagram every time I put out a new podcast, it's like, Hey, go check this out. But yeah, so he's been really nice. Go check out his page. Uh, I'll pull it up so I know what his page is called, but uh, he does stand-up comedy and 
some video production there stuff. Uh, let's see. I don't want to screw this up because he definitely deserves a shout out. He's been he's been really cool since he came online. It's just underscore Ben underscore Friedman. And then if you go to my Instagram too, just qw qw underscore podcast. Um, he's all he's been on that a couple times too. So if you need to find his page, go drop him a follow and check out some of the work he does because he's he's really cool dude and um, he's been good to me since he came on my podcast. So thank you, Ben. The next question is one that I actually had. Uh, Jacob asked me a really similar question on the last podcast. Um. Would you ever try to do a co-host? And honestly, I wouldn't have anything against having a co-host other than it's just harder to have a conversation with somebody if there's three people, right? It's just a little more distracting and more to keep track of. And honestly, I think I would struggle with it just because I already have a hard time sometimes keeping track of where the conversation is and then deciding where I want to take it. So I already kind of have a hard time with that. And just throwing in a third person, I think, would make that a lot harder. I would kind of like somebody just to help me with editing. And uh, I want to do video soon. I'm going to throw a video in pretty soon. So helping, having someone to help with that and fact-checking would be nice. Um, it's more of like a producer, I guess, is what I would look for than a co-host. But, yeah, I don't think it's... I don't have anything against it. It would just be harder for me to keep track of conversations and get out of the interview what I want to get out of it. And then give the, I think it's more, it's easier for me to control what the listeners get out of it too. And then, yeah, you kind of, it'd be hard to split duties. Like the, the whole editing aspect would be harder and all that. It just throws a whole nother wrench into it. And I'm, I'm not really, 100% comfortable with where it is now, honestly, and throwing in another element. Uh, I'm just not ready for that yet. But hopefully I'm going to upgrade microphones soon. Um, this audio might be better just with the mixer board. But um, yeah, hopefully going to upgrade microphones soon. And then the next step is going to be video. So hopefully big things to come. And then the video will make the hopefully make the reels easier too. Because the first real YouTube short thing that I did, I did like an image montage of just pictures of what, um, that one was from the podcast with Travis. That one was really good. If you haven't listened to one of Travis, Travis Jensen, go check it out. But I just did like a montage of what Travis was talking about just to, to I guess, keep it more engaging or help you keep track of what he's saying because the audio wasn't fantastic. But having... A uh, video of the podcast would definitely make things quick, um, easier. The last two reels I've done, I just did the QW podcast logo and then added captions to it. And those turned out pretty good. Like I had I had some success with it, but I don't know. It's just not, not quite as exciting. And then Adam was telling me too that they tried that a couple times uh, when they were just... I can't remember if you said it was before they started doing video or right when they started, but... They, they tried just the logo with captions too and didn't have as much luck with it. So that's honestly, that's the biggest thing right now for me is just to try to get listeners. Cause when I invite people on the podcast, it'll be way easier to, to give a sales pitch. If I can give them some, some numbers of listeners, not, not, not that I'm not happy with where it is now. 
it's just easier to make the sales pitch. I don't really care, honestly, if I get no listeners. I still like having a conversation with people. But it is easier to invite people on if if you know that they're also going to get something out of it. Like if you only get five downloads and somebody important just gave me two hours of their time, it's like, well, I just kind of wasted that. So it'll help clear my conscience a little bit if, if we get some more listeners. I think we're getting down to the last couple of questions here. Your top three podcast dream guests. This is really actually kind of a hard one for me because I've had this question like just in text conversations with people. They've asked me about that. And I'd be like shocked, like uh, what do they call it? Starstruck. There it is. I'd be starstruck to have like all my idols on here. <laughs> I don't even think I'd be able to, to formulate good questions. Uh, I'd definitely like to have Jocko on here. And he has people on his podcast that have served in the military and they talk about military stuff. But I wish uh, sometimes he would go deeper into stories that he has and some people that he's served with. But that would be near the top. Actually, I went so I went to work yesterday and I got a text that was like, Mark Wahlberg is at Albertsons. I was like, I want to have Mark Wahlberg on my podcast. That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd love to invite him. And I was having to hype myself up so I left work right and I was hyping myself up in the car trying to get myself to even have the guts to invite Mark Wahlberg on the podcast and I was feeling okay about it I got to Albertsons and looked everywhere and couldn't find him turns out he was there the day before but he would be I think he would be a cool guest too I don't know he's always just seemed like a cool guy and I definitely have enjoyed a lot of the movies he's been in um I don't know if he would crack the top three I don't know. I think it would be cool to do one with like two politicians that oppose each other, kind of like um, like a moderator between Biden and Trump would be pretty funny. And then I think I'd like that if I got to ask the questions. I don't think I would do listener writing questions for that one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I'll do I'll do one more. I'll cut. I'll count the Biden Trump one as one podcast. I think one more dream podcast. Guess. probably someone that's played for the cardinals like pools or yachty just about I don't know. they probably have some cool stories they've been in the clubhouse with a lot of different people and they obviously know a lot about uh taking care of themselves and longevity and i mean just two absolute baseball legends i think that would be a cool conversation that would be a cool podcast to take to like three hours if i could actually get myself to talk uh, between those two, I'd probably pick Yachty just because I'm also a catcher. So, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do Chaco, Yachty, and then a Biden-Trump one I think would probably be my top three. Man, I feel like just sitting down. Oh, man, I didn't even think about like a language barrier, though. I'm not very good at understanding people with different accents. And I don't know. Sometimes I struggle to understand Yachty or Molina in his interviews. Um, hopefully that's something I'll be able to work on because that's not a not a uh, missing skill that I'm proud to have that's for sure last question are you proud of where the podcast is so far I would absolutely I mean I'm just happy that I'm doing it honestly like downloads aside and um, just progress I'm just happy with like the progress that I've made if you go back and listen to the first couple and 
even when one of the shoot the one I did with Josh Notabom, I did pretty poorly on that audio too, but just in general the the quality in audio and in my interview skills has gone up and I'm really happy with the guests that I've had on so far. And this is something that I've wanted to do for like probably four years now. So just the fact that I'm doing it is definitely something that I'm proud of. And that kind of goes into what I was talking about earlier about just spending time doing things that you actually enjoy doing. This has been, this has been pretty cool for me. And yeah, hopefully it's something that I can keep building on. I think it's important to, to continue doing things that you're not good at and Maybe eventually you get good at it. Maybe you don't. Maybe this podcast does something. Maybe it doesn't. But it's just been fun to have something to work on. And uh, I've learned a lot doing it just in research, preparing for podcasts. And I've only done nine, right? So just the, the fact that I've gotten this far and I don't even think it's been three months yet. So definitely proud of where it is. And I think that's a good question. And I'm kind of glad that one worked out to be last. Oh, I know what kind of guest I want to have on. I really want to have uh, a veteran on from like one of the world wars. That would be really cool. Just in stories about the war and what the times were like during the war. And I mean, the world's changed so much to have someone on from 80 years ago. would be really cool. Not from 80 years ago because they'd be still around, but you know what I'm saying? And there's not many U S veterans left from is there any left from World War One from the U.S.? I don't even know. That'd be I need this fact checker, but yeah, that would be a cool one to have. Or someone that was like boots on the ground in Vietnam would be pretty cool. That actually would probably be top three, maybe above Yachty or Molina. Yeah, probably. That would be really cool. Maybe I'll try to tie that into the the goal of having more people from nonprofit organizations on the podcast. Because I know there's a lot of those for to help out veterans, so maybe that would be that would be a cool like two podcasts in one week with the same theme, or maybe I'll record both of them and then mash them together. And I don't know, maybe it would be cool to do like a a psychologist that works with veterans with PTSD, and then have on a veteran that has PTSD, and then mash those two recordings together. That would be pretty neat, and just compare how he actually actual experiences compared to the science that would be that would be a pretty awesome podcast i don't know if people would listen to it for two podcasts combined for like a total of three hours or whatever but it doesn't really matter to me i would like to take a minute and appreciate how cool the nba playoffs have been this year we got i love watching jimmy butler in the playoffs like i just he can take over when he needs to he's just a unbelievable player probably just as far as like the mentality and the mental aspect goes probably the closest thing we have right now to a kobe or a jordan just just incredible mental toughness and a fantastic two-way player which is not super common in the nba especially with Kawhi hasn't been playing uh the clippers are i feel bad for russ because he got he's really bounced around teams and Showed that he's still a special player. I was kind of hoping to watch him in more than one round, and I feel like they could could have won that series with Kawhi. But I know he's gone through a lot too. But um, yeah, watching Steph Curry come back and the Warriors 
man, they they scared me down to nothing. I'm not gonna lie. I knew that they weren't out of the series, but it definitely wasn't looking good. I don't know why they just they're just so bad on the road. It doesn't make much sense for a team to be that great with that much experience. I know they've got some young guys in Poole and Kaminga, but I mean the core of that team has been around for a while. Looney and Clay and Draymond and Curry. And that they don't really have an excuse in my opinion. And Steve Kerr's a fantastic coach. He's had unbelievable success as a player and a coach. And I don't get why they just can't play on the road. Thankfully, they won, I guess, game five on the road. But still, just all season, they've had their had their fair share of struggles on the road. Let's see what else? Then the Knicks advanced, right? That's pretty neat. Because um, they had a flash. Was that two years ago? They kind of had a flash of what they could be. And they just keep getting better, too. I don't think that team is probably going anywhere if they keep um, – if Emmanuel quickly gets better. He's kind of had a rough playoffs, but if he gets better and then they keep these other guys, Julius Randolph, they keep them around, I feel like that'll be a pretty good team. Jalen Brunson had a pretty sweet series. That's not looking too good for the Mavericks. <laughs> as much as I like the Mavericks, that, it has been kind of weird to not have Luka in the playoffs this year. Um I don't know what they're going to do with Kyrie. They should trade him or what's going on. It didn't really make any sense to me to trade for a point guard that doesn't play defense when they already had a point guard that doesn't play defense. I think it would have made a lot more sense for them to go get, I don't know, to keep Brunson or to go get someone that is a good defender, but maybe they just can't make it happen. Um, see the Lakers advanced. Shocker. <laughs> I mean, they've been pretty good since the deadline for sure. And LeBron and Davis are no joke in the playoffs. LeBron's made like 10 finals. Not that I'm the biggest LeBron fan ever, but that guy is not easy to stop. Um, that'd be pretty cool if we get a, a little Warriors-Lakers LeBron versus Curry again. That was like peak NBA of my lifetime. That 2016 series season, not series, when... Curry was the unanimous MVP, and he had that dunk contest with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, and um, that was the last Warriors team before KD, I think. And Cavs came back 3-1 in the finals. I think that was the year, too, that the Warriors came back 3-1 in the semifinals. And as much as I like the Warriors, that was just a cool finals. I, I still think the Warriors win that if they're healthy. They were missing... Clay and Draymond and Iguodala, that's no joke, but still a pretty cool finals to have a team come back 3-1. to one. That was a cool season. Um, who else is? Oh, yeah, so we want that rematch. That would be pretty fun. And I don't think the Lakers have anybody, honestly, that can guard the Warriors' play style. They got a lot better defensively at the deadline, but the Warriors just have unreal range. And right now that... I mean, that Kings team, I think they were the number one offense in the NBA, number one or number two. And they must have been one because I think the Warriors were two. But though, I mean, to be able to outscore that Kings team in a couple games is unbelievable. They're so good. The Kings shoot the lights out, man. I can't remember what game that was. It must have been game two. Yeah, game two. I mean, it felt like the Kings just couldn't miss. 
was unbelievable. They've got a they're a really fun team to watch too. I've just been a Warriors fan since Clay's rookie year, kind of on accident. I accidentally bought a Clay Thompson autograph and then just decided that that was my team. I didn't have an NBA team at the time. But that would be a fun rematch. Um I heard that the the refs in the NHL playoffs so far have been garbage. I can't I haven't really had time to watch it because all my free time is kind of sent towards baseball, but you know, my friend was talking to me today about how bad the refs have been in the NHL playoffs. I don't even know what any of those series are up to, quite honestly. I feel bad because playoff hockey is really fun to watch. Not as fun without the Blues, I'll say that. And his team did not end it either, so at least I'm not getting made fun of. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't feel like I'm providing a bunch of value towards that in this podcast, so I'll just start to wrap it up here. I just wanted to take um, episode number 10, the first double-digit episode, to kind of shout people out that have helped me along the way and thank everybody for their continued support. And I just, I just feel really lucky to have all these people listen to the podcast and give me real honest feedback and helping me get better. So thank you, Griffin, Adam Bridges, Ben Friedman, my parents, basically all my family. Thank you guys all so much for listening to it. And um, yeah, go check out Ben Friedman and Adam on Instagram. And um, thanks for listening. Oh, wait, I finally want to, remember to shout out my own instagram go follow we're on uh instagram and twitter and i have a personal facebook that i've been using for the podcast but the qw podcast does not have a facebook but go follow us on twitter at qw underscore podcast and find us on twitter at qw podcast drop the follow thanks so much